Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. This is a brand new Zimmerman Podcast mini-series, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. In the next few weeks leading up to the release of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, we'll be taking a look under the cover as I share insider information about the story and process behind my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger, which releases May 7, 2020. I'm sitting down with Rachel, who will be interviewing me about the deeply personal and never-before-shared details of my journey through living and writing Sleeping with a Stranger. So let's do this. Let's go under the cover. Okay, Jessica, today we are going to talk about the nuts and bolts of the book writing process, kind of taking it from written manuscript to, you know, our online or in real life bookshelves, anywhere you can get books. So how, what did that look like? How did that happen? How did you know how to do this huge thing, get a book published? I mean, the truth is I have no idea how to publish a book. Uh, So I'm grateful that I'm learning so much. That's what's really, I think, been interesting about this process. I mean, we have such a deadline, so it can be a bit bit stressful at times. But if I didn't have this deadline, like if the deadline were actually six months from now instead of, you know, just a few weeks, I think it would be super fun. And I I still am having fun with it. I think it's fascinating to learn about different businesses and different industries and see how other industries do things. And it's awesome to work with new people. I mean, I forget how much I love, you know, meeting and working with new people. And so basically, the person I was working with, with press, who had called and and wanted me to do this certain thing, but we needed to get the book out first. Um, you know, she had said, we know how to do this. Like we've got all everybody you need to get the book published. Now here's, here's what I think has gone down is that I don't think people realize when they take me on just how much work I am. <laughs> Meaning like to the, like, I think, that this particular person has worked with people before to put out books. And maybe that person who was, you know, the author of that book was maybe, you know, maybe a bit more chill or like, sure, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Or, and I am very vocal in what I just, I know, I know what I want. I like, I know that I know I want the title to be what it is. I know I want the release date to be what it is. I know I want the formatting to be how I want it. I know I want, you know, just very specific in things. And I think that along the way I was asking questions that maybe they, that particular company wasn't prepared for. And so just recently And listen, this person has taken such good care of me. This book would not be possible, would not be coming out without this person. But she sent me an email and said, I've found this amazing publishing group and they specialize in memoirs. And I mean, my my developmental editor put out Dr. Phil's memoir. She did uh, Susie Orman's memoir. And so like, they're like the real deal. And she said, I'm going to give you to them. And she said, I'm still going to stay on as, you know, just kind of overseeing and making sure you're taken care of. But they just know so much more about the book world. I mean, she's more media. And I think she thought, well, I could just 
give you a few vendor names. I explained it to Brian like this. I said, it's like when I have a client and I'm a wedding planner and they say, do you have a recommendation for a photographer? And I go, yeah, here's a name. And then that client comes back to me and they say, I didn't really like my pictures and I think they're too grainy or I think they're too dark or I think, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I'm not, I'm not a photographer. I'm just the wedding planner. So now you, you actually, you should probably go talk to the photographer and like, I need to be out of this. I think that's kind of where we got. <laughs> I think she was like, okay, I, you're coming to me with a lot of questions and I don't really know because I don't really publish books. I just was kind of giving you the names of some people to help you along the way. And now I'm working with like a publishing group um, to self-publish my book. Now here's the other thing. So with traditional publishing, it could take up to two years to get your book printed and released. And first of all, the thought of uh, working on this book for two years, I, I don't think I would do it. Like, it's just such a heavy topic and it's such, I, it's just a lot of work that I think that was part of what intrigued me about it is because the thing that she wanted me to do at the time, I think it, I think it, and this, the date may change, but it was like going to be in May or June. And so April made sense, like to get it out, to get the book out in April and then to do this other thing in May or June. And so I thought, oh, that's good. Yeah. That'll give us a good, like there's a finish line and, and we can do that. Right. I can, we can, we can make that happen. But if, if, but if you told me it was two years from then, I would have been like, what are you kidding? Like, that's just, you know me. I don't work like that. I kind of work in quarters. Like here's what we're doing this quarter. And then we're, we're finished and we're able to kind of wrap that up and then move on to the next thing. And so- Which can I say something really quick? Sure. I think that's amazing. I think a lot of people would say, well, books are written in two years, so I need to adapt to that. But you know yourself and you know that you're supposed to write this book. So you don't say, oh, well, I guess I'll never write it because I can't do the same thing for two years and that's the only option. Like you found an option that works for you. And I think that that's so, I just feel really encouraged. Like if I know my own um, kind of wheelhouse, you talk about like staying in your lane a lot. Like if you know what your skills are and maybe what some of your deficiencies are, you can usually find a way to make it happen, even if it's not a conventional method. Want to know the first step to booking more clients? You've got to have a website and not just any website, but a site built to book. If you're just starting your business, you're probably wondering how you can share about your work, gain clients, and start making money. The answer to all of these things is your website. When I first started my business, I didn't have the money to pay a professional brand expert to create the brand you see here today, but I didn't have to. I used the resources I had to invest in my business and create a brand that would attract the type of client I wanted to work with, supported by a website that was built to transform searching brides into lifelong clients. If you want a simple guide to how to create a site that books without having to invest thousands in a branding expert before you're ready, you need a winning website. To learn more, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. And I think too, I, I know a lot of people think, 
if you're not using like a traditional publishing house, then it's, then it must not be real. Like it must not be, but I have always known. And again, this has been a gut feeling and this has been kind of a voice inside of me that said, you need to self-publish this. You need to own the rights to this book. And so for me, that was, that was, that was always going to be, even if I had traditional publishing houses offering me a deal, I think I still would have put my feet in the ground, planted them firmly and said, no, I'm going to self-publish it. I mean, it's costing me tens of thousands of dollars to put this book out that I don't have any guarantee if anybody's going to read it or not. But I wanted to go a self-publishing route. However, I also wanted it to be excellent and I wanted it to be at the level of a book that was worthy of traditional publishing. And so the very first editor that came along, something in me said, this isn't the right relationship. And so that's when the press person I was working with, I said, listen, I'm going to need something different. Here's what I need. And then now I'm working with an editor from Penguin, from HarperCollins. Like I said, she edited, you know, Dr. Phil and Susie Orman and and a, a bunch of other memoirs. She specializes in memoirs. She's done this for two of the greatest, you know, traditional publishing groups. And these are people who have all of the experience, who have done it. And now they also understand the way the world is working and the way that, you know, we no longer have to wait two years to put out a book. We can, if we're driven enough, get a book out in six months. And I think that, you know, for someone like a developmental editor who's worked for Penguin and HarperCollins, to get that and to go, you know what, I could maybe make more money if I worked as an independent contractor because there's a lot of people who have stories and, you know, there's only so many a traditional publishing house is willing to take on because they have to pay for everything up front. And so first and foremost, I just think I knew in my gut I would always want to self-publish because I always knew I wanted to own 100% of the rights of this story. I don't know why I've just felt that way, but also I didn't want to be working on the project for two years. I also wanted full creative control and you don't have that always with a traditional publishing um, house. So to me, it just all made sense. So to be working with people, the developmental editor, the copyright editor, the final proofreader, the, um, the, the distributor, all these people have worked for these, incredible traditional publishing houses and have decided to now come form their own group that helps people like me get their story out in the most professional way possible with funding it myself. Basically, that's the difference. We're doing the exact same thing that a traditional publishing house does, but instead of um, HarperCollins or Penguin fronting the money, I'm fronting the money. And so that means that I pay them up front. And then after the book comes out, I get 100% of the revenue from that. And if it were traditional publishing, I might get, you know, 10, 15%. Um, so I don't know. But again, it's not about the money. I don't know. I don't know if this will, if, if we'll break even or if we'll make anything or we'll lose money. It could be very, very well that we could lose money. For me, this wasn't really a business decision. This was a, 
like a gut heart, like it just had to be done or I was going to explode, you know? So even if I lose money on it, it's still, I I still feel strongly that it was what I was supposed to do. Did I answer anything about, so anyway, so it's called hybrid publishing when you're funding it yourself and it's self-publishing, but you're working with the experts of a traditional publishing house, it's called hybrid publishing. So that's what we're doing. Mark your calendar for May 7th. It's book launch day. If you want details on my upcoming book tour, like cities I'll be visiting, how you can meet me in person and get a signed copy of the book, you got to get your name on the list. This list will get you the VIP treatment. We've got some awesome bonuses prepared, but only for those who have signed up. Go to sleepingwithastranger.com to become a VIP today. Just to go back to what you were talking about a little bit earlier, like I think that's part of the reason why we switched gears with who we were working with because I think at first maybe it seemed or the team we were working with thought, okay, this will be a cool angle to kind of promote existing stuff that we have like education stuff and then quickly came to realize that, okay, well, the Zimmerman team is treating this like, you know, real deal book. Like the effort we're putting in is, this isn't just a marketing ploy. This is a real book project. Um, Right. I definitely think that there are educators and stuff that do put out books, you know, um, to sell them on Amazon and get to the bestsellers list. And then then they're able to say that they're a bestselling author. And listen, I don't have any qualms with that. You know, you, that gives them credibility. They're able to get, you know, good speaking gigs, like do what you got to do. But for me, it was so much more than that. Like I was like, no, that's not my goal here. Like my goal is for this book to be treated, you know, very intentionally and beautifully and lovingly and, um, and, and held to a level of excellence. And so I, we had to switch gears. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. I think a lot of people would be intimidated by the thought of doing something so big. I have fiction book manuscripts where I'm thinking, oh, one day I'd love to, you know, get this published. But the idea of, you know, where do you even start? It's so all consuming. I think we all have a passion project like that or a dream where we think, you know, how do you even start with this? And so since you're not going to do it, I will. The biggest help I've had with figuring out how to actually achieve things like that, that seems so big is Jessica's course. Uh, know your numbers, annual planning for your best year. And it kind of teaches you how to not view like dreams and goals as this unattainable thing and actually start doing the things you want to do with your life. It's how I started um, writing professionally. Um, It kind of gave me, it helped me reverse engineer what that would even look like. Um, And so if you have something where you've been listening to this and you've been thinking, oh my gosh, I would love to be able to figure out how to do fill in the blank, uh, that has been one of the most helpful tools for me to figure out how to do that. I love it. Um, It's funny because we're going through the program, Know Your Numbers right now with, um, with a class of students. And I had a student this morning who wrote me and said, I just feel overwhelmed. Like I don't even want to get started. I'm scared, you know, to start. And I think a lot of people live in that place of, which is fascinating to me because I'm like, 
you just you just invested a thousand dollars in this thing and like i'm literally here to hold your hand through it mm-hmm. for the next few weeks and and you're not doing it like what I, that blows my mind but i think that a lot of people they just it's like a deer in headlights they just they see the whole thing like she opens up that program and sees five modules and that each module has you know three, four, five, six different parts. And that is overwhelming. And I actually said to her, I said, you cannot look at the whole thing. You're never going to get anywhere if you look at the whole thing. And I even told her, I said, last week, I made a list of everything that I have to do between now and the day that the book is released. And let me tell you, that's a really long list. <laughs> and let me tell you that I kind of stood back and I looked at that list. And for a second, I was like, <sighs> uh, like, I just was like, okay, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. Like I kind of started to feel my heart racing a little bit. And then because I've trained myself to do this, I said, okay, stop right there. Get your planner out or your calendar and let's break this up. And if I did two things on that list, every workday, so Monday through Friday, from now until the book releases, I'll actually be done with that list a week early. Two things a day. And so when you look at it that way, it's much more approachable and it's not scary. And so that's all this is. It's like, okay, first I have to write it. Okay, now it has to go to a developmental editor. Okay, now I got to read the feedback from the developmental editor and see if I want to make changes. Okay, now I make the changes. Okay, now it goes to the to the copy editor. You know, I mean, it's not, it's just one step at a time. But if you, if all you think about is I have to write a book and get it published, like, yeah, you're going to live in that world of fear and worry. And it's, it's going to overwhelm you and you're never going to get anything done. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this week's episode of Under the Cover. Next week, we're going to be talking about one of the biggest through lines, lessons in the book, and we're going to unpack it a little bit, talk about what it means and how we can let it play out in our lives. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zimmerman Podcast miniseries, Sleeping with a Stranger Under the Cover. Don't forget, you can get book updates and VIP treatment at sleepingwithastranger.com. The book will be available May 7th. I'll see you next time.